Welcome to Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I am Shannon. Hi, and I'm Greg. Uh, this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking cocktails. Kind of the format we've used over the last couple episodes has been to give you a couple different uh, recipes for cocktails, but uh, the first one is generally kind of a very uh, basic and more of a classic style, and the second comes with a few twists on that same classic style mm-hmm. to kind of give you a little more uh, ammunition and uh, kind of showing you the way that a lot of these classic cocktails end up being some of your favorite stuff maybe you're drinking today in, in your favorite establishment. And uh, so with that in mind, Chan, what do we got today? I think today we're going to be making some old fashions. That sounds fantastic. The old fashioned, the uh, the drink of uh, Don Draper from uh, Mad Men, right? Exactly. I remember the big orange wheel big slice of orange in the bottom of his glass with the red, bright red, terrible maraschino cherry in there with his beloved rye whiskey. And you know, sometimes you go to those little dive bars, you can still find it like that. Or Vegas. We got those in Vegas. Yeah. They look just like that. I'm going to say, I think we're going to class it up just a little bit. Let's, um, take, it a, let's take it a notch better. But <laughs> I'm not a big fan of those fake maraschinos, but uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give you something classy to uh, make it home and uh, mix it up a little bit for the second. So... That sounds like a, f- a fantastic plan. Now, we, we, we mi- just the name of the drink, Old Fashioned, implies some sort of history. I mean, what, what, what do we got on that? Yeah, so it's pretty fun. So I pulled up some information on Wikipedia and some other sources. Uh, you can read about this also on Wikipedia if you choose. So the first documented definition of the word cocktail was in response to a reader's letter asking to define the word in May 6th of 1806. In some magazine or newspaper uh, from Wikipedia that you've probably never heard of, but it sounds like a very 1806 publication called The Balance and the Columbian Repository. <laughs> yes, oh yes, oh, the, no. the, the Balance and the Columbian Repository. That sounds very 1800s. Yeah, it was a New York magazine. Oh, yes. Yeah, so good. the paper's editor wrote in response to the letter that was written that... It was a potent concoction of spirits, bitters, waters, and sugar. That sounds very familiar. So I think that pretty much is going to sum up this drink today. It's a potent concoction of spirits, spirits, whichever you choose, uh, bitters, water, and sugar. Sounds about right. Super, yeah, pretty simple recipe. So by 1860, it was common for other liqueurs like absinthe, Orange Caraco, et cetera, to be added to this drink. Oh, really? Kind of give it, take it a different direction. Right, which essentially makes it a different kind of cocktail, right? Wait, I mean, a lot of these, with that kind of, you know, kind of those types of ingredients, I know I've seen those at out drinking at bars and stuff. You know, it's like it's basically an old fashioned with a little twist on one particular element of it. Right. So when people would go to cocktail bars, I don't know where people drank in the 1800s, but let's just say that they went to a cocktail bar. Um, that it was common for them to refer back to the particular drink we're going to be talking about today that was just spirits, bitters, waters, and sugar um, as the old-fashioned. Um, it was talking about it being as the classic version as opposed to the one with all the different types of things added uh-huh. to it. Ah, okay, okay. So hence the name old-fashioned. But the first time they had actually used the name Old Fashioned as a bourbon cocktail was in 1881 in Kentucky. Interesting. 
Um, it originally had been this drink had originally been made with rye because rye was more prevalent um, in the early 1800s. That makes sense. But Louisville, Kentucky, um, has kind of been one of the places that has put bourbon on the map, and they started to take that on as their cocktail. Um, so much so that in 2015, Louisville named the Old Fashioned its official cocktail. That's pretty awesome. Also, another destination for us. I know. I mean, it sounds great. Well, a reason to go to Louisville, Kentucky. And maybe we could go uh, the first two weeks of June where they celebrate the Old Fashioned Fortnight, which has bourbon events, specials all through the city, and is also in the middle of National Bourbon Day celebrations, which is June 14th. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So there's a little history on this exactly. cocktail. I think that's uh, pretty fun. I think they so. should send us tickets for free. Oh, man. I think we need to go to Louisville. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's, that is some uh, pretty deep history on the old-fashioned now from the 1800s. I, let's, what do we got to do? What, what are we going to do today? To What is our classic? What, do, what are we going to give the folks as our classic recipe? Well, let's pull out some stuff from the cupboard, and uh, we'll start to make this drink, and then we can give a little bit more information as we're as Maybe as we're partaking. How about that? Very good. You know what I've always liked about this drink is that it doesn't take a lot to make it. You're not, you don't have to get a, any, really any specialty tools to make this. You're using basically just glass and a spoon. Yep. And that, that's all you need, really. <laughs> yeah, you don't and need much. You don't need much. I mean, you're going to need some ice, too, but, uh, you know, you don't have, there's nothing fancy. There's no fancy techniques with this. It's, it's just straight up. So you can get your technique down pretty quickly and then branch out from there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so why don't you grab a rocks glass, because that's uh, generally what you would make this in. Okay, very good. And uh, let's get that bar spoon out of the cupboard. And, of course, our measuring tool, because we love to measure. You've got to be measuring this stuff, guys. I think if you've been listening and following along, that's one of our things that we really reinforce is that you have to measure. And, you know, talk to your local bartender. These guys, if you're at a, a better a better drinking establishment, these guys are going to be measuring stuff. They're going to be They're not going to be free pouring. Yeah. I mean, you can free pour, but it's not going to taste as like the recipe. Able, you won't be able to reproduce <laughs> your results. You won't be able to reproduce it. You know, one might taste good and the other one's going to be too boozy. Those are going to be too bittery. But yeah, I mean, just our recommendation. You can take that for what it's worth. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. So we're going to start uh, with our first recipe today, and that's going to be the classic version of the old fashioned um, with a, a little bit of a stretch, I guess we could say. Um, so originally they would put a sugar cube and a couple dashes of Angostura bitters on top of the sugar cube that's, just in a dry glass. That's like the classic. Yeah. I prefer to use simple syrup instead of the sugar cube because when the sugar cube gets wet, it still is really granular in the bottom of the glass. Okay. If you use simple syrup, then the simple syrup is a sugar water syrup already. So you don't have to add the water and it's already going to be liquidized right now of course too if that's part of your experience that you like with the drink is to you know see that you know color on the top of that uh, sugar cube add your you know you know teaspoon of water on there and then you're actively uh macerating that together so i guess you would need something else you might you might need your uh, muddler so i guess one other thing you might need is a muddler you could it depends on how people make the recipe so there's right. a lot of different ways if you can you can literally order right. this in any bar and 
probably see people make this different ways. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you the way that I like right. it. Right. So we're going to tell you the way that, that we normally make it. I mean, we definitely are, you know, if we, have, if we have sugar cubes, we'll pull them out. But definitely that's going to add a different experience as far as preparing it. But also, you know, the taste too. You're going to have that, you know, that granular bit at the end. But if that's, you know, if you don't like that, then try this try this way. We're yeah, gonna I like I like the simple syrup because I like the sweetness to be mixed in completely. Right. It's a little not, more even. Yeah. It's good, you get an even taste out of it. So anyway, so um, yeah, if you would grab your bar spoon, let's do a bar spoon of simple syrup. Okay, very good. And uh, throw two dashes of Angostura bitters in okay, there. Very good. Here we go. You can also buy old-fashioned bitters. There's a couple manufacturers who make specific, they'll say old-fashioned bitters right on the front of it. That works fine also. Um, sometimes they're a little bit more spicy or a little bit more clovey, whatever is to your taste, but either work. So when you um, go ahead and stir that in there, and uh, we're going to make sure that it's all mixed in before we put the ice in. Stir here. So we're going to, uh, yeah, great. So um, we've added the ice, as you can tell, uh, to mix it in. On this one, it really does work really well to use a big ice cube mold if you have one. But if you don't, um, Greg had already added some ice cubes to it, and that works fine too. Right. Um, You just want this cold, and you you really do want this to dilute out just a little bit. So it's okay if your ice melts into the glass. Yeah, this is one of the situations where, like I think I alluded to before, you know, sometimes you'll even add, uh, you know, a teaspoon, tablespoon, teaspoon of water, somewhere in between there, and get you going right away. But, you know, if you can wait for a split second, let that thing dilute out. It's really going to, I think we've alluded to before, it'll really open up the flavors that you have there going on. So we used two ounces of bullet rye today. Um, you could also use bourbon. It just depends on what your taste profile is. Um, I thought since this is a classic version that it would be good to go back to the 1800s version, which is using the rye. But both are delicious. Use what you have. Um, then we're going to go ahead and uh, put that in there. Okay, very good. Uh, you can stir it a little bit if you want. Um, it kind of dilutes in already as you pour, but... You're yeah. kind of, and you're kind of pouring that, uh, generally we'll put in all the mix first, then ice, then pour the liquor over the top of the ice. Yep. Then for your garnish, you're going to do an orange twist. So you're going to peel a uh, rind of the orange. You're going to twist it over the top of the glass. Um, really love to r- rub the rind on the glass rim too, because it does add a little extra of that, um, just a little bit more citrus, which is really nice. And... For your final touch on this, you're going to add a maraschino cherry. Now, I don't prefer the bright red maraschino cherries that you get on a ice cream sundae. Boo. Um, we might have talked about this in the past. I think we've ad nauseum <laughs> potentially, but we're going to do it again. Yeah, we are. Because, uh, Greg, what is your favorite maraschino cherry to put into a cocktail? The Luxardo maraschino cherries. Is there anything else that you would put no. into them? No, that's the best. That is the best. They are $20 a... a little jar. Little jar. It feels like they're about a dollar a piece, but still. They're delicious. They're delicious. Um, on this, actually, if you want to sweeten it a little bit, it doesn't hurt to put a little tiny spoonful of the maraschino cherry juice into sure, it. absolutely. Uh, if you want a little bit more flavor in the cherry, but um, oh, I mean, just really invest in that. It 
They're good. They're like <laughs> it's they're really like good. <laughs> you want that consistency of kind of a clay consistency, but you know, black a black look with a clay consistency and a vague cherry esque quality. I mean, they're 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 delicious. They're chances are that in chan- how chances good they are, are that's what you're having when you go out. When you go out, that's probably what you end up having. That's what you're probably having. And if you aren't, then you aren't going to the right places. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but yeah. or they're making their own, which could be is a good idea too. But yeah, chances okay. are you're going to see a lot of those in the bar. Yeah, love those. Okay, so you're ready to drink this drink. All right, very good. All right, I'm ready to drink this drink. So let's see. Uh, I'm ready. Let's see sitting, sitting there looking nice. Yeah, this is the classic Jeez. version of an old fashioned. All right, here so, we go. Uh, chin chin. Oh, so good. You know, it really. There's a reason it's a classic because it's really hard to, it's hard to compete with something that's tried true. And it's a really approachable cocktail too. I mean, it's not going to be. I mean, it's boozy enough for the folks who, you know, are, don't want a foo-foo drink, but it's also smooth enough and the sweet, there's a sweetness in there and enough going on with the bitters plus the sweet and plus the, uh, the orange for the, the, the uh, person who maybe doesn't want a super boozy cocktail. I mean, it's, it's a pleaser. It's a crowd pleaser. It, it, it's a shan pleaser, I can tell you that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so, a dork, I know. Um, so you alluded to the fact that... Uh, we like to use the uh, simple syrup in this drink. And that's what's in this one that we're having right now. And it's good. You know, like I said, the consistent sweetness through there. Um, I know that generally we will make our own simple syrup as opposed to buying. I know you can buy yeah. it. Yeah, Let me tell you how to make it, sure. if you don't mind. Sure, um, let's do it. So you can buy it in a jar. Uh, sorry, it's in a bottle. Um, it's in most liquor stores. But it really is kind of crazy to spend the price on that when you have sugar at your house. There's two ingredients, is sugar and water. It's very, very simple. It's pretty easy. That's why it's called simple syrup. Yeah, I have um, I have a way I like to make mine, but I also want to refer back to this article that I found on a website called The Spruce Eats, um, spruce like the tree, eats.com. They have a great article that I highly recommend people to read called How to Make Simple Syrup Recipe for Cocktails, Coffee, and Other Drinks. Mm. And um, we can, you know, as we, we can definitely walk you through this, which we're going to, on how to make your simple syrup. But one thing I really liked about their article is they had a lot of different variations at the end of their article. And so um, I will talk briefly about that when we get to it. So the way that we generally make simple syrup is either a two-to-one ratio or a one-to-one ratio. So that would be one-to-one sh- sugar and water. So you're saying a, uh, like, get out your measuring cup, that's a cup of sugar, then a cup of water. Right. Or you could do two cups of sugar to one cup, cup of, of water. water. You really have to do a lot of stirring on that. You do, but it makes it thicker, a little okay. bit sweeter, um, and anything in between there I think would be fine. Um, the you, the one-to-one is a little thinner. So And we usually are doing low heat on that, right? Right. So I'm just going to tell you how to do it. So okay, sure. pull out sugar from your cupboard and get a pan. And you're going to put water, however you want to do this. Let's say two parts sugar to one part water. So you're going to put your one cup of water into the pan. And you're going to turn on the stove. And you're going to boil the water. Now watch it to the boil so you don't lose a lot of volume. Um, as soon as it gets to a boil, then you're going to put two cups of sugar in there and you need to stir it constantly. Don't let it just sit there or it won't dissolve correctly. Once it's dissolved completely, um, you're going to reduce the heat 
cut some people say to cover it we usually don't but we usually sometimes we use a little bit more water um, and allow it to simmer for about 10 minutes now you don't want it to simmer so long that you can see it start to color differently it needs to be clear still um, and really it's just getting it to dissolve the boiling is going to help it thicken a little bit is what that does and then you're going to remove the pan from the heat you're going to let it cool and then you're going to pour it into something to save it so that you can use it for cocktails. We generally use like a mason jar, put it in the fridge and write what we did on top of it, whether it's just simple simple syrup or whether it's an infused simple syrup. So you have your wonderful little miscellaneous jars in your fridge with all this magic in them basically and you're going to look like a you're going to look like a magician when you start pulling <laughs> these things out for your friends and dipping in there with your spoons and pulling stuff out you're gonna you're gonna look like a magician you can keep it in anything you can wash out a pickle jar it doesn't matter i mean really wash it though or it'll right. taste weird but um yeah so we just keep this we do keep it in the fridge i don't know if you have to we do because it makes me feel like everything's safer when it's in the fridge you should definitely know. keep it in the fridge it's a good that's a good place for bacteria to grow so yeah and keep it, that in the fridge until it starts to look if when you want to throw it out well if it starts looking cloudy or hazy or you get mm-hmm. kind of like a patch growing in the middle of it then you don't want to use it or just make lots of cocktails really fast and you won't have to worry about that's it that's the simple way to do it right so um the one thing i really liked about the spruce seeds article is it gave you some hints so I do highly recommend looking at their article but then also um, they gave you links to some of the simple syrup variations that they do now I want to talk about this just briefly because the beauty of an old-fashioned recipe is that you can change this recipe in so many different ways right the beauty is really the flexibility of this recipe exactly I mean it's kind of like the Manhattan there's so much you can do with it. that's the real great part about it I think I would say arguably that the old fashioned is maybe the most versatile uh, ratio of recipes. It's definitely the one people have riffed on the most for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, remember potent concoction of spirits, bitters, waters, and sugar. So if you could replace out any spirit, any bitter, the water and the sugar um, are the constant. You can pretty much use almost any alcohol in this. You can use a variation of different sugar and bitters to do something different. Right. And when we say sweet, when you say something sweetener, a sweetener agent, you know, that could be anything. We have, uh, for example, we have a honey rose liqueur that we've gotten that is very, very sweet, very, very thick. It's basically a simple syrup itself, but has a very, you know, the sweetness coming from honey. And then it's got this kind of rose-esque quality to it that makes a wonderful substitute for the sugar in this, uh, in, in in any drink you're going to use sugar in, but for the uh, old fashioned, that makes a wonderful substitute. So if you got something really super sweet in your cupboard, give it a shot. It's probably going to be awesome. And you see this, I, I've seen this quite often. Um, maple syrup as yeah, a replacement. That's you know a natural, yeah. So it's a really good replacement. Um, you can make simple syrup with uh, brown sugar, also very good. Or I'm going to say this wrong. Dim. What is the uh, raw Dim, sugar? Yeah, dementura sugar. Yeah, that you see that often or too. Turbinado. Yep. So, and you know, there's a lot of different variations on this, and there's a lot of different ways to sweeten a drink. But as long as you kind of get the idea of, you know, those basics, uh, you're going to be able to take this a long ways, which is really fun. So we've done um, 
in the past, we've done some old fashions with like thyme simple syrup where you use fresh thyme inside of your simple syrup concoction and then strain it. Delicious. Um, also, I've seen like cardamom simple syrups. We've done like this one called a winter warmer, which has um, cinnamon and clove. That is good. Yeah, really good. Um, so anyway, there's, a, you know, it, there's such a plethora of options for this, you know, Please experiment with it because it's, it's a launch pad. It really is a launch pad. <laughs> and there's so pad. many fun, interesting things you can do with it. Um, and it's such a simple recipe to try. And so few ingredients. You, you're going to, before you know it, you're going to have your own. You're going to have your own recipe that is, is going to be very, very unique. So, and also, um, speaking of that, the other one of the other ingredients is bitters, right? And we haven't really talked about bitters and we'll... We'll talk about it in a future episode, probably a, a little. We'll probably go. We'll go down that depth. rabbit hole. Yeah. At some point. Um, but bitters. If you think about bitters, the best way to describe that is that it would be this cooking spice of your cocktail. So um, Angostura has kind of a spicy note to it. It's classic. You could use orange, which I'm pretty self-explanatory. Um, there's a lot of different options and the types of bitters that you can use. And if you think about if you're making cookies or something, how you might throw cinnamon in one time and then the next time you might throw ginger in. It's the same idea around um, bitters. So. Exactly. And it does it, it helps balance a cocktail out, too, between that kind of really, you know, hot booze taste and whatever else you had in there, whether it be a sweet or whatever. It, it's going to be the balancing agent. And, you know, you can't overdo it with it, too. But, you know, experiment. Yeah. Experiment for sure. I think um, my my drink's getting a little low. I think so. mine is too, and I think it's about time to try number two. So with all of this, here's a spin that we have on this cocktail, and uh, it, it looks great. I see all the bottles sitting here. I can't wait for this. Go for it. Okay. We're going to bring in a different kind of alcohol this time than we've used in the last episodes. So we are going to, for our spin, we're going to do a mezcal old-fashioned. Oh, very nice. Now, you know, uh, hopefully you've had experience with a mezcal. If not, you've definitely had experience with tequila. I'm going to guess if you've ever been to college or uh, even late in high school. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm not pro- a proponent of drinking underage. Um so <laughs> the mezcal uh, is made from essentially from agave, but it's not made from blue agave, which I just read a bunch of stuff about this. So that was really fun. And uh, we so you they cut all the um, leaves off of the agave plants, the big pointy triangle leaves, and they end up with like the core of it that looks kind of like a pineapple. Then they throw that in these big ovens or like pits and they cook that down so that the inside of that becomes uh, more of like a fructose or a sugar base and then that's what they start to use as the fermentation. So mezcal because of the way that they cook this thing or like bake it in these ovens gets a real smoky flavor and that stays with it through the whole life of its alcohol process. So, And that's why it's delicious. Yeah, where tequila can taste a little cleaner and more like agave. Sweet, a little more sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mezcal has a smokiness to it. So I, oh God, I I it's really perfect, like this stuff. <laughs> a perfect match for this cocktail. So what do we got, what do we got to put in this thing? All right, so uh, again, clean out that glass. Uh, oh yeah. Or grab another, you know, it depends on how fast you drink it. Um, and we're going to pull out the spoon. Okay. Um, essentially the similar 
kind of experience. Which got I all think the same that, tools yeah, here. Yeah, so I think this is really fun because then you'll see how simple it is and how close it is. So, again, a bar spoon of simple syrup. Okay. Hopefully, you good. just made it and it's cooled, and now you're and now you're ready to throw it in this glass. Mm-hmm. This time, we're going to use a different type of bitters. We're going to use a mole bitter. Mm, I can't wait to use this one. We got this just the other day. Yeah, uh, I can't wait either. I'm so excited. So we're going to probably do about, it depends on how big your bitters bottle is and what size bitters. Ours is a teeny tiny bottle, so I used about five, you know, use about five dashes. But if it's like a regular bitter size bottle, you might want to use two to three dashes. So you once you start using your own personal bottle of whatever you got at home, you, you, you'll learn how big a dash is. It's this is the only part we're measuring is really hard because it's difficult to, you know, one bottle, a dash is huge and another bottle. It's very, very small. So you want to put those in the let's measure those out and let's put those in our glass and uh, maybe toss some ice in there so we can mix all, all this right, up because it's already go. liquefied. So we're going to mix here it all up together. Awesome. A little stirring going on here. Yeah. Then uh, we're going to pull out that new bottle of mezcal that we have. Oh, yes. Here we go. And we're going to put two ounces of mezcal and pour it over the top of that. Mm, nothing like a fresh bottle. Here we <laughs> go. All right. Okay. I'm excited to try this. Then um, on this one, we're going to only use an orange. So we're going to use an orange twist on top of this. Okay. So I'm gonna peel. Go. I'm gonna peel that. Hang on a second. Let me let me peel that off. Um, I'm gonna twist it over the top of the glass. Now I'm also gonna rub the peel on the rim. Get those oils released. Get them all around the rim. Okay, that is literally all you have to do to make this. No drink. cherry on this one, huh? Nope. Just all right. We're gonna keep that sweetness level pretty low. Let's let's, let's yep. see how that let's see how that worked out. All here. right. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to try this one. It looks good. The col- be, color is quite a bit different honest, here. The color is quite a bit different. on this one. Cheers. Let's see how it goes. Oh, it's so good. Oh, the smoky. The smoky really comes through, but it's not overpowering. It's not like it's a mouthful of smoke. I mean, the sweet of the sugar really holds that at bay. It's it, That's really good. Yeah, I think, um, and we drank that, real, we just sipped that really fast. But I, again, I'd probably let the ice melt just a bit or you know just right, sip it slow right. so you can enjoy it a little bit longer exactly yeah i like the color too in this one the the uh, you know the uh the uh, mezcal is not as dark as the rye it's leaving you know it's kind of a it's a much nicer cleaner really almost a clear look to it it's a little brown but it looks great it looks great in the glass too it's so yeah it's it's nice i could definitely see a hot summer day just sitting out on the porch sucking back a couple Mescal old fashions and uh, fantastic and enjoying the sunshine. So no, they look they look great and they taste great. All right. Well, those are my cocktails for those are my cocktails for today. And those 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 are fantastic. I you know the uh, the original is always one of my favorites. It's a it's a yardstick that you can use when you go to uh, your favorite bar. And uh, I'm rarely disappointed when someone pulls a variation out. And I really like this one. Let's make sure we have this one. We remembered this one. Again, you now you have a very basic idea. It's sugar, bitters, two ounces of some booze, and uh, and really go have fun. You can do it with brandy. You can do it with uh, bourbon, rye. You could throw in gin. I mean, you really could almost make almost anything with this particular um, formula of a recipe. And once you see that, and then you start drinking out, you're going to see so many people 
riffing on this particular recipe. Absolutely. And you're going to look really cool in front of your friends when you call them out. And so, I mean, <laughs> it's we, always we went pretty quickly through the recipes. But Shan, where can folks go to see pictures of these and get these recipes? We have that Instagram account, Amateur Bartending, number four, for Immature. And on there, we have our pictures. We have all the recipes listed underneath the photo. And uh, please like us on there. We'd love to have some followers, and we'd love to be able to share additional images and additional recipes that we already have in our library on that site. Absolutely. If you go back, you can look at the back catalog, not only of the recipes and pictures that we've taken for the podcasts, which come before this one, but also some of the stuff we have up there. Just uh, from just, We have a big, nice bank library going back to pictures, a lot of fun stuff that we've made or places we've been and feel free to flip through there and hopefully it helps you out on your your friday night yeah we've been um traveling actually a little bit and doing some tastings in different distilleries and different places too so that's always that's always fun if you end up in those areas to uh, go to those establishments absolutely so. absolutely well shan this has been great this is uh, i really like this i'm gonna remember this mezcal one here pretty for for a while this is great they're both they're both really good drinks so um i'm gonna say until next time bottoms up greg Until next time, Shannon, let me reach over there and clink your glass. Bottoms up, and we'll see you on the next episode.